Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. It's your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and this is the podcast where we put happiness first. I help high-achieving, deeply passionate healthcare professionals like you rediscover their happiness and their freedom. Join me in conversations with experts to uncover our unique definition of happiness and answer the question, is there really such a thing as work-life balance? (laughs) If you've heard yourself saying, you know, I'll be happy when, well, my friend, the time is now. Time to step out of the busyness of your life and time to step into the business of happiness. Hello, this is Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and this is the Business of Happiness podcast. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here today. Today is going to be a phenomenal day. Is your conviction of being everybody else's savior doing more harm than good? Can you imagine that? Let that sink in for a moment, because if that's resonating with you, then I've been there, my friend. I know how you feel. I think so many of us healthcare providers come from a place where we just can take care of other people. You may be that person who was really great at school. Education and studying and learning came easily, or maybe it wasn't easy, but man, you had the tenacity to see it through. Maybe you weren't the smartest person, but you were the hardest working and you could make sure you could accomplish anything. And maybe you found yourself in a family where you picked up all the pieces. Maybe you came from a chaotic home where it wasn't safe to let things fall, to let things slide. And you were the one that picked up all the pieces. Maybe you're one of many siblings who didn't make it. And you're the one that everyone relied in to fly in and save the day. And maybe you've taken that persona on for yourself. And now you're living a life where you're just putting out everyone else's fires, constantly swooping in to save the day and be the hero. And maybe you're exhausted. I'm here today to let you know that it's okay to take off the superhero cape, that it's safe to not fly in and solve everyone else's problems all the time. Because if you were honest with yourself, you are exhausted. And I'm saying this because that was me. That was me. You know, I don't know where I picked up this idea (laughs) that I was going to be the one in the family that was the go-to person. I would organize things. I would build things. I would create things. I would save people. I, you know, I think in medicine and dentistry, depending on the financial demographic that you came from, from the community and childhood that you came from, you might be the highest earning person in your whole family. So you might be the one who people depend on financially, right? You're the one that they come to when things go wrong. I mean, that already has a certain ownership of being a savior, being the hero, being the go-to, right? And so maybe you have this feeling that 
if you didn't earn a lot of money, you wouldn't be there for everybody else. It, maybe it's not, doesn't feel safe. That idea of safety comes from a really young age where maybe your responsibility meant that the family was safe. Whew. Maybe you were the most responsible person and now responsibility looks like working and working and working and showing up and never allowing yourself a moment to relax. In fact, if you were the most responsible person in your family, it's very likely that you were evidenced an example of irresponsible people and irresponsible people fall apart. Maybe that's the story that you've been telling yourself, that if I slow down for a moment, if I'm not prepared to save everyone and sacrifice myself because I can to help everyone else out, then who am I? If I'm not that person, if I'm not that savior, then who am I? Because for my whole life, I've been that go-to person. So if I step back just a little bit, and didn't swoop in and save the day or work so hard so that I would be able to, who would they go to? And who would I be? This kind of understanding of deeper level belief structures is so healing because it allows us to see that that story is not who we are. It feels so much like it though, right? Like, doesn't it feel like an absolute part of who you are when you're the one that's the savior for the family? And I use that word on purpose, savior, because it is so outrageous. I mean, none of us really feel like a savior. We would never say that. But doesn't a part of you actually think that to be true? You're the most responsible. You're the most responsible financially. You're the most capable of earning money. You're the most capable of rearranging. You're the most capable of multitasking. When things fall down, you're the one that everyone can come to. But isn't there also an underlying amount of resentment, an underlying amount of fear? What if I'm not capable of doing this forever and ever? And maybe you've heard that whisper because I definitely did. There was a point in my life where I was that go-to person for my family. And a part of me liked it. it. Gave me a sense of worth. Gave me a sense of, I don't know, a, a, an identity that I was proud of. I can be that person. And not just from a sense of pride, like I'm so good and I'm so capable, but also a sense of being able to contribute, right? I felt good about being able to support the people in my family, my friends, my community, even colleagues. I felt good about being that go-to person for my colleagues and coming in and saving them when they needed saving or being the one they leaned on in an emergency. I mean, I was that person for sure. When someone couldn't show up to work, they called me. When things fell down with the kids, they called me. When things happened in my family, they called me. And the the challenge about being that go-to person is you end up giving and giving and giving and giving to the point of absolute burning down. And we see it in work. And sometimes we blame it on work. And we say, well, you know, it's work that's so exhausting. Or sometimes we even blame it on the profession. Let's be honest. It's dentistry. It's medicine. 
(laughs) It's business ownership. It's the patriarchy. But if we really look at it more closely, we actually have so much more agency over ourselves. And the real question is, why are you not giving yourself a break? Why are you not allowing yourself a moment to step, step off that treadmill and give yourself a break? For me, it took talking to somebody else to help understand those underlying wounds and fears that really started in my childhood. And zero blame to my parents. It, these, are, these are identities and narratives that I put on myself, that I created for myself. There were evidences, there was evidence in my experience as a child that to me was interpreted that I was the one that was going to be the one relied on in the family. I created that story for myself. Yes, there were events that happened. And yes, I was the one that was able to stand up and come to the, come to the heroic saving uh, identity in that moment. I was the one that could save the day. But the more and more I did that, the more I realized I was actually getting a lot of recognition and love for it. I started creating that as my sense of worth. I was the one who could work hard. I was the one who could dream big. I was the one who could show up. I was the one who could figure it out when an emergency happened. I could put things in place. I could make things happen. I was the one who could make it work. And that to me created a sense of identity and a sense of worth. That I think if I look back now and you said to me, Taryn, if you weren't the one, the go-to in your family and in your community and in your, in your um, partnerships at work, if you weren't the go-to person, who are you? I think that question would have been very scary to me. In fact, that is the question that my life coach asked me. And this is one of the biggest reasons why I think All doctors and dentists need a coach because it's just an opportunity to see life from a different perspective and to ask those questions. Coaches don't have all the answers. You have all the answers. But a coach allows you to just reflect. They ask the questions for self-reflection. And when my coach said that to me, she said, who would you be if you weren't the one that was swooping in and saving everyone? I realized, oh my gosh, I don't know. Because I had put my identity, hung my identity on that notch for so long. That to me was my identity. And it was exhausting. Hey guys, I'm interrupting your podcast episode to let you know about an incredible new program that I'm launching in January of 2023. It is specifically for practitioners in medicine and dentistry to help you rediscover happiness and inner fulfillment within your profession and your life. I remember what it was like for me when years ago I was so depressed and anxious and feeling like I had created and built a treadmill I just couldn't get off of, pushing through every day and wishing my life away. This program is the how of how to find happiness in your practice and in your life. Because we know that when we feel good, that's when we can do good. Check out thebizofhappiness.com forward slash radical happiness 
or click the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see you there. And what I want to tell you here today, if you're listening to this and you're identifying with my story as being the one who always is relied upon by everybody to swoop in and save the day or at least put the pieces together. Maybe you don't see yourself as a superhero, but you see yourself as the person who fixes things, who's capable when other people aren't, right? If, you're, if that is at all ringing a bell for you and you're feeling, yeah, but that person is exhausted. Me, I'm exhausted. And then you think, well, I could take a day off. And you think, oh, no, I can't. Because what if Superwoman takes a day off? How would she earn enough money to maintain that stability, right? How would she maintain her sense of responsibility? Isn't that irresponsible? Because when I look back at my childhood and I see, oh, maybe there were some siblings that constantly took the days off and look what happened to them. Or maybe I had friends who would not show up when they weren't feeling well and take the day off and look what happened to them. Are they sitting in the same position you are now? Maybe those are the stories that have attached to you and you're saying to yourself, nope, I still show up. I show up even if I'm not feeling well, even if I'm exhausted. I show up when my third cousin twice removed calls me and says, grandma fell down and I need some help. And I show up because who would if I didn't? Or maybe your sister-in-law keeps coming and saying, will you please help me with the kids today? And you look and you're like, man, I have a full day of patience. If I didn't have a full day of patience, would I have to babysit my sister-in-law's kids all the time? Because you know that your identity might have been solidified as the person who's the go-to. Well, I'm here today to tell you, you deserve some freedom. You deserve to take off that badge of being the one that's always swooping in to save the day. You deserve to set that down for a moment. And you know, to be honest with you, I don't think I realized that everything would be okay until I tried. I think I was very scared to put that moniker down, to not be that go-to person. And it actually took me taking that step to do it, to realize the world didn't fall apart. It didn't. And I promise you, for you, it won't either. But sometimes we just need a little bit of support to take that first step because that first step can feel so scary. That's crazy, I know, because, you know, so many of us feel like I don't need any help or someone to talk to. I mean, I didn't have abuse in my childhood. I didn't have a major traumatic event. I know, I know, I hear you. But just because you didn't have something disastrous happen to you and just because you were the most resilient person in your family doesn't mean you don't need someone to give you just a slightly different perspective, to give you permission to put down that heavy backpack of responsibility that you carry with you all the time that has been a, become a part of your body. I mean, can't you just feel the weight of it always? 
That responsibility shows up on a daily basis when you're going to work when you're not feeling well. That responsibility shows up on a daily basis when you continue to serve everybody. And at the end of the workday, you're driving around to a million places, serving your kids, serving your sisters, serving your brothers, serving your parents, and you keep living in service to others all day long until you fall into bed at the end of the night and then wake up in the middle of the night worrying about what the next thing is that you're going to be responsible for. I want you to know if you're hearing this and you're seeing yourself in the story, you're pretty amazing. You're incredible. You have done amazing things in your life. You have kept it all together. I want to just honor that for a moment. Everything you've done has been so supportive to the people you love in your life, even to your colleagues. And when, when your colleagues have an emergency and you step in, you're amazing for doing that. But you don't have to do it all the time, and you don't have to do it anymore. You deserve to take a break. And when you do, and and not just a break, I don't just mean like to go on vacation because yes, yes, you deserve that too. (laughs) And yes, you could be a better person for others when you do that. And yes, you'll be more fueled and fulfilled to be able to keep serving without that resentment. Yes, all of that is true. And you don't have to keep doing it for the rest of your life. You don't have to keep refueling to serve, refueling to serve, refueling to serve. It's that idea of serving others constantly that you get to choose to change. And maybe it wasn't safe to not be the most responsible one when you were younger, but it is safe now. It is safe now. And maybe... You received love and attention and support and recognition when you did show up and save people. But I'm telling you now, people will love you for who you are, not for what you do. It's true. And maybe you just need that first step in that right direction to allow yourself to see the evidence of it before you believe me. Let me be that example for you. Let me be the first idea of evidence that it's possible. Because the moment I set down that superhero cape, I took off that heavy backpack of feeling responsible for everybody. My life changed. And the people around me empowered themselves. They did. I actually saw for the first time that when I stopped trying to save everybody else's lives, it empowered them more. It gave them an opportunity to stand on their own two feet and take ownership for their own lives. And oh my God, is that beautiful. Did it hurt a little? Uh Uh-huh. If I'm perfectly honest with you, it did. Did it wound a little bit that I wasn't the one swooping in and saving the day? Oh yeah. And that's when I realized how much my identity was wrapped around it. And please give yourself some grace and forgiveness for that. Because maybe that's how you received love your whole life. Maybe that's how you needed to receive love. Maybe you're outdoing 
showing up, saving the day, being the responsible one was the way you received love. And let me just honor that for a moment because now it's time to look for something different, to love yourself for something different. You are absolutely beautiful and worthy of it no matter who you are. And loving yourself and accepting the love from others for who you are and not what you do is the most freeing place to be. Sometimes we just need a little permission to take that first step to maybe not work six days a week, (laughs) maybe not work five days a week. Just cut it back one day and start with that small step. Or maybe it's just saying no. You know, all those memes are like, it's okay to say no. I mean, this is what we're talking about. What we, we're, we hear these memes that say, it's okay to say no, it's okay to say no, but we don't talk about what's lying underneath. What's lying underneath is, if I say no, would I ever feel loved? Right? And I'm telling you, when you take that courageous step to say no, for swooping in and saving the day and rearranging your whole schedule for someone else all the time, it's possible to still find and feel love. People will still love you. I know because I'm evidence of it. In fact, the people in your life will actually stand up and take ownership and find a way to be the strength for themselves. And isn't that even more beautiful? Imagine if by saying no, you actually allowed someone else to grow. You actually allowed someone else to find the responsibility and the ownership and the agency of their own lives. I mean, that is so powerful. Imagine if this whole time you being the hero was actually keeping them in victim, victimhood. I'm not saying you were hurting them. I'm just saying, is it possible That by being the one that's constantly tearing yourself down for everyone else, you're not giving them a moment to shine, to stand up on their own two feet. And let that be okay that that feels uncomfortable. Let it be okay that that used to be who you were. I'm giving you permission to be someone who takes care of herself. who takes care of her own body, who has a responsibility for her own life first. And that that is beautiful. And you are so capable. Of course you are. Of course you are. You can definitely rearrange your schedule and figure it out and run 100 miles an hour and show up to work every single day and show up for every single patient and rearrange your schedule for your patients and make it work and swoop in and save the day every time one of your team members calls out sick. Yes, you can do that. You've been doing it. You're doing it really darn well. You make a lot of money doing it. You're very efficient. You're very capable. Your house looks immaculate. Your house looks perfect. And it's okay to take a break. Imagine a life where you listening to what you need, listening to your body, giving yourself permission to not be 100% 
100% of the time. To maybe be less than perfect. Maybe work less than a million hours a week. Maybe say no to the people who love you and rely on you. Imagine a world where you did that and you were still loved. Or where you were loved even more. Where when taking care of yourself actually allowed people to love you more. Actually gave you a greater sense of self, a deeper sense of an identity that goes beyond just who you are to others. But allows you space to figure out who you are for yourself. Who you are at a deeper level. Sometimes we need a coach to do that. That's what life coaches are. I know so many of you have been hearing more and more about life coaches in the medical and dental arena. I know I work with so many incredible coaches. There are so many beautiful ones out there. And that really is what a life coach does, is it gives you, he or she gives you a new perspective, just asks the questions and allows us to see ourselves from a new lens allows us to evaluate those narratives that we've had our whole lives long that attach themselves to us as an identity of who we think we are at our core. And really, your story about you is not who you are. You are so much more multifaceted and beautiful than that. Maybe you can be this light for someone else today. So if you have a friend who you notice is always the one in her family or in her office or in her community that everyone goes to for saving, for rescuing, share this episode with her or with him. Give them permission to ask themselves that question. Be that source, that life coach questioner for your friend just an opportunity to see things slightly differently. I love you so much. You're doing such amazing things in this world. But remember, the more you feel good, that is when you can actually do good. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. When you prioritize your own happiness and healing, you can be better for everyone else. If this episode resonated with you, be sure to share it with a colleague and elevate their day. And if you'd like more insight and support, join me in our private Facebook group, The Business of Happiness Hive. And until next time, remember, when you feel good, that's when you can do good. Bye-bye.